0: It's not that hard to cut someone in half with a machete. This is Spoilers.
1: This is
2: Spoilers. Yay! Hey
0: there! Heyo. Hey, everyone.
3: Thunderous applause from the in-studio audience there. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, we have an (laughs) in-studio audience. Uh... None of them are really paying attention to what's <laughs> happening in front of us. Uh, we have a um, couple of ladies. I don't know if their own significant others might want to introduce them.
2: I usually talk about Lauren quite a bit for her disapproval of certain movies we watch, but Lauren Putman, my wife, is in the house. Hey. <laughs> hello,
1: hello. That was good. That was good.
2: Enjoy.
4: Uh, Steve Van Elk is over here as well. I just to introduce him <laughs> my ass! <laughs> no, no, uh, my girlfriend Kirsten is also sitting nearby. <laughs> yeah. and, and my brother-in-law, Steven Van Elk, is here, and he's been doing a hell of a job setting up some
0: audio equipment for us. Like, claps, got, claps. He's got cords hanging on him. And, um, he's pressing lights. I don't know. Is the audio good, Steve? Thumbs up. A meager Viggo Mortensen <laughs> flaccid thumbs up, <laughs> followed by a middle finger. A also flaccid. A high thumbs up. <laughs> anyway, this movie that we're recording today is Walk Hard, um, the Dewey Cox story. I believe someone called it the Ballad of Dewey. That Cox That was probably my fault. I, yeah. Is that what? It, what's the ballad? Ricky Bobby. Yeah.
2: Is it the Ballad of Ricky it's Bobby? Of yeah. Career, it was yeah. this cross-mixing. Jed Apatow produced films. My bad. Well he they was writer it. on
0: this one, I'm not sure if he produced Walk Hard, but um, Walk Hard came out in 2007, I remember seeing it that year, and it came out and seemed to be marketed against uh, Joaquin Phoenix' vehicle Walk the Line, which came out in 2005, and I think it draws a lot from that in a lot of hilarious ways as it goes, especially with... Um, what's her name in the movie, Pam, from the audience? Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Darlene. Darlene? Darlene? Pam. She's clearly June Carter. Pam, Pam, Pam.
3: Pam, 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 Pam. Pam, Pam. 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 <laughs> we started. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, she's clearly supposed to be playing, like, June Carter Cash, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan, right? Drug. I mean, most of these <laughs>
2: music biopic movies start with the original girlfriend. And then halfway through they get to the new girlfriend who ends up being like the wife until the end of time
0: before we get too far into it let's not be so rude i'm your host josh i'm recording from my parents basement my
4: brother is next to me this is his parents too jordan <laughs> also from the parents basement uh jordan recording from Elkhart tonight first recording here i think
2: uh, this is Stevie recording from Josh and Jordan's basement, <laughs> <laughs> whose mother snubbed me at a at a supermarket. supermarket. <laughs> Didn't acknowledge my wave and just ran right past me. So I'm dealing with that. What's up, Mikey? Uh,
5: this is Mikey back from sabbatical. Uh, took a took a brief <laughs> period off. Uh, But I'm ready to get in this movie
3: This is Pappy recording on Skype From Denver, Colorado And I haven't been allowed in the long basement for years So, jealous I didn't get the invite
0: We're looking The four of us are looking at Pappy and Skype And he was nude earlier (laughs) (laughs) We made him put clothes on He's now nude except for like a hat
3: (laughs) It's a nice warm hat Yeah (laughs) It's cold in Denver
0: (laughs) Great, so let's talk about Walk Hard Uh do you guys think this is a musical? I never
4: thought that watching it.
2: No, I don't think it's a musical. I think it's more of a parody musical yeah. biopic. But I don't think it's like an actual like musical where they just bur- like burst out into song randomly, and that's like the scene of them describing what's happening in music. Uh, no, I don't think it's a musical. Is that kind of the yeah. distinction?
3: I feel like if I had to put this on the shelf at Blockbuster, I'd put it under comedy first and then musical, but. There are parts of the movie that just stop to have, like, a song, so...
5: It's a 90-minute
4: montage. (laughs) It's it's a musical broken up by a lot of (laughs) sink-breaking. In in between phases. Yeah, so Dewey Cox
0: (laughs) has this thing where every time he hits rock bottom, which seems to be four or five times (laughs) during the film, he destroys a public restroom.
3: (laughs) Goes full, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and starts ripping up sinks.
2: (laughs) I mean, that was like the dramatic moment in Walk Hard, which this obviously pulls from, where Johnny Cash, like, hit rock bottom so hard, he like, ripped off a sink in, like, probably, I would guess, like, a a star room, but, yeah, he definitely rips at least three or four sinks in this movie.
0: How many sinks are broken in this movie, Mikey? That- how many? No, it's not trivia, but Okay, how many? Okay, do, you wait, okay. do you know the number? No, I don't. I'm gonna look it up real quick.
5: Uh, because at the end He's like ripping because Five or six Out of one bag <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs> So I'll say like Fifteen
2: Is the total number Of sinks that he broke Twelve
5: I'll go with a, With a
2: steady nine I'd say nine sinks Which is plenty enough For a parody
3: My guess is this is Going to be something Not easy to google
2: <laughs> good luck Yeah I can't find it Let's just move on
0: <laughs> Around twelve or fifteen Sinks were broken <laughs> In the making of this film Ish <laughs> no sinks were harmed.
3: No sinks were harmed.
0: But the movie Less starts off with a, a young Dewey Cox. I believe he's. Zebras. What? Sorry, I had my Side conversations.
2: What? We were just bringing up the the Swift family Robinson about how more zebras, more zebras were harmed zebras than sinks harmed in this movie. <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Aww. called zebras
0: like <laughs> <laughs> and <Swift> family Robinson. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Sorry for
2: bursting in like that.
0: Go ahead, Josh. No, no. Just share with the group next time. But Sorry. <laughs> yes, sir, Headmaster job. <laughs> I am host today, and this is my parents, Jordan, as eldest son.
3: Recording the podcast in the same room is a great idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the movie starts off with a young Dewey Cox. I think he's between six and eight years old, and I reckon he knows the blues, but not until after the inciting incident, which... Mikey and I talked a little bit about earlier today is hoping he could describe the scene and the setup of the inciting incident
5: uh, So Dewey and his brother, uh, I think his brother's name is Nate. Yep. Yeah, Uh they're having a summer day to themselves and they're going to play <laughs> and they think it's a good idea to go play with machetes in the barn and uh, as they're playing with machetes the cover of The sheath or whatever of one machete comes off mid swing, and Dewey Cox slices his brother (laughs) in half. (laughs) Clean! Clean! Uh, Clean in half, and uh, by some miracle, his brother is still somewhat alive uh, and has a conversation with Dewey. For like a minute or so, he's alive. Before he dies. And I gotta
0: say, the CGI is not too worthy when he's just like obviously (laughs) standing underneath the floorboards. (laughs) His legs are just standing up straight. Yeah. I think they fall down at the end of the scene but it's kind of morbid at that
3: point <laughs> i like when the uh the doctor comes to evaluate him he's like looks like a pretty bad case of getting cut in half
0: <laughs> <laughs> nate dies and he was um i guess the more talented brother they show him kind of shredding on the piano a few scenes earlier And uh, his dad really seems to like him, so his dad takes the news pretty hard,
2: right? Speak English, Doc! We ain't scientists! (laughs) (laughs) As well as, wrong kid died.
0: Oh, is that something said in this movie? Wrong kid died? (laughs) Probably more than sinks were broken. Wrong kid died. After that, it's kind of, it goes through, you know, Dewey Cox's troubles, and then kind of slowly him getting famous. That scene culminates with him in a studio with three bandmates, That this is the first time he's ever met them, (laughs) and he says as such to set us up on it, and uh, yeah, the producer in the studio is basically saying, now this is your one shot, you only get one shot, and there's no way, there's no way you're gonna succeed. So it really plays up on the stereotype of a band that finds themself in a sound studio, and I thought it was really funny that he mentioned, I just met you guys. Now just follow along. And then they just start jamming out.
2: I love the creeping of, Dewey, we've never heard this song before. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's a terrible, that's amore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought it was pretty good.
3: I think you, you you breezed over one of the scenes though, Josh, where they perform "The Negro Man" uh, with Craig T. Robinson.
4: Did you want to talk about that? After Craig Robinson breaks all his fingers and has laryngitis, <laughs> there are kind of a like a slow
0: incident like thing that happens where he like plays at a nightclub, and there happen to be a specific race of um, uh, specific yeah. Holy-
5: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh no. This
0: is racially... I t- say, <laughs> what do you mean by they? They are scouting the nightclub.
2: Oh, boy. And yeah, we did that. <laughs> they, oh,
0: okay. They are scout. Okay, I got you. They make a really big point to say, like, oh, Jew- Jews run the music business, and all the characters that, like, hire Dewey Cox and make deals with them are, like, I guess from the same family
2: same jewish family Hasidic jews <laughs> very jewish
3: jews. like full-on orthodox
0: garb <laughs> why did you bring us back i, I meant to breeze over that
3: I, I know sorry we're a pc <laughs> podcast
0: Pab. this isn't helping Just trying to
3: help the podcast
0: <laughs> dewey cox kind of has uh you know the music inside him from the first time he plays at the nightclub Getting everyone, no, the first time he plays is on a small stage at a a talent show. Or even before that, he had the music inside him after he cut his brother in half, he wrote a song about it. And I guess if I were to insert later in editing, I'd put that song here.
1: I've never heard no music like that before.
0: Ain't no
3: six-year-old boy understand the true meaning of the blues. I reckon I might. I don't know thing Cut my brother
2: in half. Cut my brother in her <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, so what do you guys think about the, like, obviously so full old dude obviously just, you know, mimed in over a young Dewey Cox singing the blues. Did you guys find that funny, or is that a little too much?
2: I found it funny if you hadn't seen the trailer because trailers give like, a lot of nowadays. Even back then, I would say nowadays, I'm kind of dating myself 10 years ago, where it was kind of the, it was like the first 30 seconds of the trailers, you know, what does a young white kid know about the blues? And the old man over inserts over his voice and the whole theater loses it, which kind of takes away from it uh, when you see it. But I still find it funny. You're going to rip on the trailer like Ten, ten years ten, after this movie
1: it came out.
2: <laughs> you don't know my memory. It's pretty large and it knows a lot of unimportant things so like this. Lauren shout out, is his memory
0: large? A <laughs>
1: resounding
0: <She's> oh, <understanding,
1: laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, oh wow.
3: Okay, but back to the voice. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me that much. I mean the whole movie's like a farce. Like the first time when he performs when he's fourteen years old. He's like a 50-year-old man pretending to be a 14-year-old, so like, I've already suspended disbelief on ages or voices or anything like that.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite lines that made me laugh out loud the most was when uh, Kristen Wiig says, I'm Dewey Cox's 12-year-old girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She's obviously like 35. (laughs) There's a little makeup on. I think I'm doing pretty good for a 15-year-old with a wife and two kids. (laughs) So yeah, the whole movie is like a farce, and if you're able to suspend your disbelief with that, it's pretty entertaining, I think. Um, it's interesting, they took a lot of things seriously as far as the music goes. They recorded 40 original songs for this movie. I don't know how mm. many of them actually ended up in the movie, or if you only <laughs> like, hear a little I think bit. there's like 18 on the album. 18 on the album? Yeah. So there's a, a couple B-sides? Mm-hmm.
4: This is some buried tracks, <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep cuts. <laughs> deep. When John C Riley's kids open his will, they're gonna have some <laughs> some deep some cuts <laughs> to release from the vault. Yeah,
3: it's like the Prince vault. Yeah, <laughs> we are gonna get out all these songs later.
0: So, what do you guys think about um, his singing and the musical performances in general? We haven't really talked about the quality of them. It's
5: actually uh, pretty good. Like you can tell that he's actually singing these songs so that's kind of crazy and it sounds good especially when he's doing his Bob uh, Dylan impression
0: in the twisted birth canal of the job mask the
4: it is him singing the whole time yeah is it not yeah it is okay yeah. it, it seemed like it was and so I felt like that really added to it that it's you can tell it's not like dubbed over and all that stuff. So,
2: and I was pretty excited to see this movie. Have you guys seen Chicago the musical? No, no. <laughs> Even though it did win Best Picture somehow, but um, John C. Reilly sings really well in that movie, and it's not surprising that he can. I didn't know he was he's got some life. pipes. He's got some pipes, about. and what makes this movie really good is all these songs could be like hits in the decade to where they were supposed to be released, and like <laughs> if you heard like "Walk Hard," "Take My Hand." Um, maybe do not, it. Maybe. Do it. Let's duet. Let's duet. Let's, it. It. Let's duet. Royal jelly. Darlene. I mean, even even that last song. It was a wonderful ride. All of them are awesome songs. So I'm happy that they actually put a lot of attention, and detail into this movie as yeah, far as they, the music they, went. I read that they use a
0: lot of the same instruments that would be used, but also like the same amplifiers and recording instruments that they would use. So they're actually pretty anal about the whole uh, musical aspect of this, which. I don't know. It made you buy in. And it's just so funny when they take such pains to make it sound like a timepiece. And then they like insert a lyric that's like so stupid and silly. In the very- Royal jelly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in a lot of ways, this movie is like a history of pop music in America too. Because he's going from Elvis to like through the 70s. And they I like the choice that not only to try extra hard to make it sound authentic, but they also have real characters like the Beatles, or Bob Dylan, or Buddy Holly. It would have been really easy to, like, have a band called The Cockroaches and have that be a cheap laugh, but they go to, like, actually impersonating The Beatles, which I think is pretty cool.
0: I would say <laughs> Buddy Holly was pretty weak. Frankie Muniz as Buddy no. Holly. I thought it was a little lame. Frankie. <laughs> Fair enough. But, was but, Elvis uh, Jack White? That was
2: Jack White from The White Stripes. Yeah. yeah. My was, brother-in-law,
0: man? Steven, said he was that was crappy acting but i thought his part was actually pretty funny i thought it was funny too that was
2: one of the funniest parts <laughs> of the whole
0: movie i got to do a steve bad moment of the movie call out like every time <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was one of the funniest parts especially when he was just rambling on obviously on drugs and sweating a his, sweating his ass off this is obviously like chopping anyway. fake this is obviously end of the road overweight Elvis, which makes it even like even funnier, I think,
4: Steve, yeah, and all' Steve those. is being so kind and doing all our audio and he's just giving Josh the finger right now so hard. do you remember how so blurry hard. seabiscuit was? Just all the shots are so blurry.
0: <laughs> Can't even see the horse, man, so blurry anyway, next. back to Duty cox I, I think Buddy Holly was the worst out of those, but. As far as the Beatles go,
4: what did you guys think about that scene?
3: Hilarious.
4: <laughs> it, it was really funny. I thought it was extra funny when they dropped acid and they, they were all like cartoon characters. But also very aware that they were like, oh, I'm, I'm cartoon me. Like, this is John Ringo. <laughs> John Ringo? <laughs>
3: Who's that? Ah, Ringo, Ringo.
4: Ringo. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, so the right audio no. guy Johnny, was making yeah. some weird hand <laughs> gestures that Jordan very distracted. Can you just repeat <laughs> what you just said completely? What did no, you say I think about? that like it was it was funny, and then they they're also like John and Paul are fighting, but then they also drop acid and they go into like a cartoon world,
3: like Yellow Submarine looking kind of the cartoon
4: yeah. movie that we had to watch in elementary school. Yeah, uh, Yellow Mystery. Submarine.
2: Yellow Submarine, which. Terrified me as a child, honestly. It was pretty trippy. Your parents let you watch that? No, we, LSD? we watched that at Eastside Elementary. What? Mrs. Jones made us watch that. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones! Mrs. Jones. Jones. Yeah,
3: that was her. <laughs> Fun fact about Yellow Submarine the Beatles aren't actually in it. It's just actors. They had nothing to do with the movie.
0: Not surprised. It's a big pile of shit.
3: <laughs> so I just want to derail the podcast there for a second. Back to you, Josh.
0: <laughs> From what I remember, that's not a great movie. I really liked when Jack. Wait, that's Jack Black. Black. That's Jack, Jack White, Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black. Wow. As Paul McCartney, he says like the whole thing about how, like, yes, I know that city. I booked all our gigs there. I'm the leader <laughs> of the Beatles. I'm Paul <laughs> McCartney. <Yeah. laughs> I know you love the Beatles, Pappy. They, you had to love that scene.
3: Oh, I do, yeah. I think Jack Black was probably my favorite of the performances, but who is Jason Schwartzman was John. Right? No. Paul Rudd was John. Paul Rudd was John. Jason Switchman was Ringo.
0: Yeah, and Jordan and I's brother Justin Long was. He was George my, favorite. Oh, I he was my favorite. I like the part where Ringo's like, I wrote yeah. a
3: song about an octopus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought John. I thought Paul Rudd maybe was the
2: worst, but
0: barely.
2: I mean, they're all pretty good. If I had to rank him, I think Justin Long was probably my favorite. say out of the line where he's like, I'm just sitting here playing my guitar as it gently weeps. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I couldn't hear that line because Steve
0: was talking over that during the movie, but anyway. About how Uh, bad Elvis was. (laughs) 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 But he's doing a really good job with the audio here tonight, (laughs) helping us out. Shout out. (laughs) I think there's like 20 artists that Dewey Cox kind of goes He has, like, these phases of his career because he's a lifetime achievement (laughs) award winner. Yeah. So he goes through phases of drugs, and we'll get on that in just a second.
3: That was early duty. This is middle Dewey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. And I think there's even more than that because IMDb lists so many bands and artists that he played. Did you guys have a favorite besides the Beatles scene? He wasn't really playing the Beatles there. Do you guys have a favorite, like, era of Dewey Cox? Why don't you start, Jordan?
3: I'll start. start. I like the, uh, when he's doing the whole Beach Boys smile phase. And it's, uh, so great. If you've, if you've seen the movie Love and Mercy, or if you know anything about the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson basically has like a breakdown after, <clears throat> in real life, he has a breakdown after the Beatles released Sgt. Pepper. So in the movie, Dewey Cox is like recording all these goats, trying to get the perfect like bleat from them. He has like a thousand <laughs> different musicians in his little shed. It's pretty hilarious.
5: Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I think uh, when he goes through his punk rock phase after he does cocaine for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just yelling at his bandmates
2: to play faster, I thought that was pretty hilarious. I think um, my favorite music-wise was when he does all goes all. Brian Wilson just loses his mind, where he has a whole orchestra and fifty thousand, where the did- Didgeroos. Yeah, yeah. Digiris, but what Patri was just saying. My favorite he goes through guilty as charge, kind of uh, I guess you could say, um Marty Robbins phase where he's going out on stage every night and feigning, and then getting back up and trying to fight his bandmates. That was probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, Steve tried to bring uh, Marty Robbins, I guess, up. Does anyone else know who the hell that is? Or is that just a Stevie thing?
2: He's an old troubadour, man. He sounds just like him. It's a troubadour.
0: Never mind, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> Can you tweet us some info on Marty robbers What Marty
2: Robbins, how do you not know this? Marty I Robbins.
3: just googled Marty Robbins. It looks like he's a real estate agent in Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: the fuck's talking
3: about?
2: <laughs> no Marty Robbins or like Ernest Tubb or
4: Okay, never mind, go ahead. I like the original. The the country that he does is like enough like hip hop country not hip hop, but like pop country that it's it's catchy, it's been in my song, or in my head all day. Like, the Walk Hard song <laughs> has been in, in my head all day. I've been humming Walk Hard literally all day because I watched it this morning, is what I'm trying to say.
2: Where'd Mikey go? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey had enough
4: of the podcast.
0: taking a piss. Listen to this Prob- Marty Robbins song. <laughs> as spoilers, takes a quick break. <laughs>
4: Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl.
0: That was El Paso by Marty Robbins. We're back into spoilers now. Uh Mike you had a number one or a two. Can you fill us in on your frame of mind?
5: Uh one and a half. Uh something came out the back.
0: <laughs> All liquid out the back. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about faces of Dewey Cox, I think. Everyone's gone. Jordan said, like, his whole life was his favorite phase. I
4: said I liked Walk Hard. Walk Hard. The original country hard. kind of pop. Walk Hard. Walk Hard.
0: <laughs> uh, so at the end of the movie, he there's this really mini era where he gets put in a hip-hop song. It's basically just, like, a super dirty hip-hop song about, like... Grinding and getting a dude hard, but every time they say getting a dude hard, it just comes to a clip of Dewey Cox from his Walk Hard song going hard. It's like the worst clip sample song ever. So I don't know, his hip hop phase is pretty entertaining to me, I guess. Anyway, uh, so let's get into Act 3 a little bit. He gets famous. He has complications in his life and his relationships, but they all start to get kind of wound down. Um, There's several aspects to the winding down, but um, I thought the funniest was when, you know, in Retribution for never spending time with any of his kids, he plays a quick game of catch with all of them (laughs) to to redeem himself, and it kind of works. And then he moves out to a ranch with all tw- 21
2: kids? They're all named Dewey. It's, it's some version of Dewey. 37! Deweyna yeah, or yeah. Dulinda or Dewey 1 through 5.
3: They 37 kids because uh, the one kid had like 14 full siblings and like 13 half siblings or something. I wrote that down. So.
0: Why did you write that down? Why did you find that significant?
3: I don't know. I thought it would be important.
0: He thought it was trivia. Okay, well, maybe, maybe that's important, because does Dewey Cox have more or less kids than Sean Kemp? Ooh. It's gotta be more. It's gotta, it's be more. gotta be. <laughs> that's close. Just joking. Sean Kemp, he's a friend of the pod. Friend
3: of the pod. Former friend of the pod. <laughs> of the can't pod. wait to have him back.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> when we talk about the Rain Man, the movie, he'll be here. Oh, it's a man. movie. It's a movie. That would be quite the pull if we could get him on Rain Man. Wait. Tom Cruise and. Uh... No.
4: Oh. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought you meant too. We
0: talking about. No, there's an R E I G H N. Or, how are you spelled? The other rain? Like you're raining something in? Like, what rain? is that about? It's about Sean That's Kent. the one with Adam it's Sandler? Like a, it's like a crappy. Where is that crazy dentist? It? I've seen the doc. It's not great. It's not going to be on Rotten Tomatoes or anything. It's
3: not like. like welcome it. to Spoilers, the Sean Kemp podcast. Where we break down <laughs> the
1: latest in Sean Kemp news.
0: <laughs> I think our dad has some VHS of Sean Kemp down here probably Now they, to where stick are it they in now files. Live, live stream watch
2: where <laughs> nah. are they now files with Sean Kemp
3: for a millennial listener Sean Kemp was a basketball player in the 90's for the Seattle Supersonics which were a team in the 90's <laughs> <laughs> was a team <laughs>
0: Past tense. <laughs> in the old time days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Seattle Supersonics routine. Back anyway, in path youth. <laughs> at the end of Dewey Cox's life... Um, oh, let's go all the way back to the beginning. One thing that happened when he cut his brother with the machete is that he mysteriously loses his sense of smell. And this becomes like a running theme throughout the movie. And it's kind of a big moment when June Carter slash Pam from The Office comes up to him and she's like, you made good with all your kids now, and then he can smell again. Because he smells her fresh shampoo and his... Pappy's shaking his head. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. That was
3: so <laughs> stupid. I didn't, <laughs> know. I didn't find that. as It's funny when they're coming back to it throughout the movie, but I don't understand why he initially loses his sense of smell or why he gets it back
4: <laughs> at all. Well, Pappy has been known to discredit other people's... Uh, shall I say disabilities oh uh, wow oh, oh.
1: we're
4: gonna get into this now he's, he's been an anti-colorblindist for years <laughs> <laughs> and so who would expect him to be sympathetic towards this part of the movie I just Not don't
3: me. think Not Jordan me. should be able Not to get a sure. handicap license plate a handicap license plate is because he pretends to have colorblindness it's bullshit Jordan
2: never feels green it's always
0: brown wait Jordan has a handicap license? That's true I don't know what <laughs> he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> Today, the horn whistle means we really need to move on, so feel free to keep using that. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with Pappy. I thought uh, of all the things that they kind of weaved in and out of this movie, that maybe the, uh, what do they call it, smell blindness? <laughs> I thought that was maybe the weakest thread. Do we you, you're
2: smell blind! <laughs> I read afterwards
0: that that was loosely based on Stevie Wonder's loss of smell after a car crash, but car crash where there's maybe some head trauma makes a little bit more sense as far as losing sense of smell rather than like just like you're really sad. <laughs> Stevie Wonder was in a car crash?
2: Was he driving? <laughs> like, I just kind of caught that. Like, wasn't
0: Stevie born blind? Think about how tragic this is. He lost one of his four senses left. He went from four to three senses. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're going to move
1: on. <laughs>
2: He was thrown there! are like, Stevie Wonder's in a car crash, it's like, he was driving? Did they mean to say sight and not
0: bl- smell in this article? <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway,
5: June Carter, Cash,
0: beard. slash Pan from The Office, they get back together and he's all happy, but he gets one last chance at performing the song, and because he's, reached, he's um, getting awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award, and he gets really excited because he gets one last chance to play a song and it's what he loves doing. What do you guys think about the ending of that song where he inserted like really quickly like six or seven pieces, hard pieces of advice for how to live life like in one repeating stanza. You guys know what I'm talking about?
2: Please do tell. What are the lyrics? It sounded
0: a little bit like this. Music, flowers, babies, sharing the good times, traveling not just for business, accepting your mortality. This is finally what
1: i love and then in
0: the end. We're going to try to kind of wrap up Walk Hard with Dewey Cox, do you guys have any last thoughts and just before we get into yes or no's just kind of reflections on the the life and story and times of Dewey Cox.
3: I had a question for you guys. So this movie was a giant floperusky. It only pulled in about twenty million dollars total, and its budget was thirty-five million. It opened in uh, ninth place the same weekend as Sweeney Todd. So I don't know if that was a factor, but like, you guys said you remembered the marketing campaign, and I do too, kind of like from when this first came out. Why do you think this was such a flop?
2: I kind of touched on this with Josh during the week. I think. I think people took this as, like, a straight Johnny Cash parody, like, fresh off Walk the Line, more than... It touches on many different musical references and musical genres and ages. And they didn't really market that in the campaign at all about how he jumped from, like, Bob Dylan to Brian Wilson to and a bunch... And no
0: respect to Johnny Cash, but he was really hot in 2005 yeah. because he had just died. And Rest in peace.
2: I mean, the funniest parts of the movie really weren't in the marketing campaign, so I think people kind of took it as cheap and as a quick way to make a buck. So I think that has something to do with it. Do you guys
0: think that he pulls this off without another co-star like Will Ferrell that he typically has in these comedies?
3: D- pulls it off like does a good job, or what do you mean? Well,
0: do you think that's maybe part partially why maybe John C. Riley by himself just can't pull a Hollywood blockbuster audience?
3: I mean, that could be. How many times has he been a leading man before? Not too often, right? Yeah.
4: I remember seeing the, like, the commercials for this show. I mean, it was when we were in high school, mm-hmm. and it would it just looked really dumb at the time. But going back, like I'll probably remember this performance as a defining, like John C. Riley performance more than even
2: during his Lifetime Achievement Award. Dur-
4: more more than Step Brothers. Like I think he was funnier than this, and then he wasn't Step Brothers. I
3: think days. the name Walk Hard is terrible. I think it, people thought it was just going to be like a shot for shot like parody of Walk the Line, in the same way yeah, that like. Yeah scary movie is like a riff on scream where they're just gonna like hit all the same beats but like in a complete farce like i think this movie is a lot smarter than the marketing campaign made it out to be from what i remember
0: what are some of those examples of why you think it's smart i think you brought up a couple of them earlier but
3: well yeah just the the fact that they set out to represent each of the different time periods they do it with the way that the movie is shot too so like A lot of the colors will be symbolic of, like, the time or, like, the scenes in the hippie den are, like, really fantastic and colorful. And like we said, going to the uh, Yellow Submarine cartoon, like, I think it was really cool that there's a little music history lesson buried in here, even if it is surrounded by, like, a completely fictional, silly character.
0: Yeah, Mikey,
5: why didn't you go see this in theaters in 2007? I don't remember seeing any marketing or anything like that. Uh, At the time what year was this 2007? Yeah, I don't remember anything about it I don't think I saw it until years after it was already out and just saw it on uh, I don't know whatever It was available DVD or something like that. I I Uh, never saw it in theaters Here's what
3: was was in uh, theaters when it opened up National Treasure Book of Secrets won the weekend great film I am legend. I think Jordan and I saw that together didn't we
2: terrible movie
4: Might have yeah. yeah
3: then Alvin and the Chipmunks, Charlie Wilson's War, Sweeney Todd, Alien vs. Predator, P.S. I Love You, Juno, Enchanted, The Golden Compass, and then Walk Hard. Walk hard. So it's actually Jeez. a lot of well, that Well, I
0: that kind of hits on uh, what's happening in Hollywood right now, too, right? Because, like, National Treasure, is that number two National Treasure?
3: I think so, That's yeah. book of
0: secrets, yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, a sequel come out, and then there's this gem that just kind of gets buried under everything. And I think that's kind of a shame, and I don't know, people just don't go see... Steve, Steve, the intern, is laughing at me for calling this movie a gem, but I really think it is a Do
2: gem. Do you guys think this has the opportunity to be like our generation Spinal Tap? Because Spinal Tap was 1984, and that did not get, honestly, big, Jordan. I mean... Yeah, Jordan was saying a little bit... like. Me and Jordan that. came across Spinal Tap probably, what, when we were in high school? Yeah, I mean, you, you had shown it to me. I just watched it by chance and thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen, especially because it was a mockumentary, but... That's obviously probably I'd say the biggest cult classic of all time. Do you guys think this has the opportunity to become a cult classic?
4: I feel like there are a lot of uh, like it it felt like a similar movie like it kind of had a lot of the same the same themes to it where it's hitting on a lot of different it's not just one band that it's kind of riffing on. It's mm-hmm. a, it's different eras and stuff. I think maybe one part that makes it difficult to make a movie like this and to market it might be that like if you're calling back to like four and five decades back what do you market to? Because like there's gonna be people in in each decade that are that recognize like a, a bit and a piece, but like to market all that to to one segment, I guess, is tough. Like me in high school, I'm not gonna know, you know, smile from the Beach Boys, and I'm not gonna know this and that, but it's tough to Are you gonna know Marty Robbins? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'll I never friend. forget Marty I still, Robbins. I still now. don't know Marty <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: we just heard Oh
2: yeah,
4: front of, the
0: show, was of tight, the show. Shit was tight,
2: Jay. Shit was <laughs> tight.
0: This this episode's all
4: about Marty Robbins and Sean Kemp. but I mean, when, but,
2: but <laughs> but friends when,
4: of the pod. When you're when you're riffing off like three decades at a time, it's tough to like target your audience and get get a good like theater turnout. I I think
0: uh, maybe they could have marketed more as a smart movie, it like Pappy saying that'll appeal to general music lovers instead of like a goofy parody mm-hmm. of one person. I I don't know. Pappy, you were you were shaking your head pretty furious when someone mentioned uh, Spinal Tap.
3: Uh, I just think, not that this is, I think that there's similar quality. I think Spinal Tap's a little f- funnier for my money. But the reason I don't think this will become a cult classic is sort of like you just touched on, Jordan. Like these references aren't getting any newer for people, and I think a lot of like the subtleties of the jokes are going to be like because I probably wouldn't gotten a lot of the jokes if I wouldn't have taken like two uh music history classes at IU where a lot of us went to school so like I think that as time goes on it's not going to help a lot of the humor in this
4: movie I would I would say that's fair I mean I didn't take those music history classes and I know that there are a lot of the references that like kind of fly over my head but I still thought it was a very funny movie I don't think you need to take a fancy music class to understand. I just did
3: some book learning like on everywhere. some pop music and now I get the film.
0: Pappy's all educated. <laughs> okay, before we move on to yes or no, there's one more topic. And this is one of my favorite. And, well, the drug scenes that are sparse out throughout the movie had to be one of the things I remembered the most. And it starts with um, Dewey Cox catches some people smoking in the bathroom and he. Can't smell it, but he sees because he can't smell, but he sees the smoke, and he goes, Hey, what's going on here? Tim Meadows just goes, you don't want no part of this, I almost said Ricky Bobby. You don't want no part (laughs) of this, Dewey Cox. And, And he goes through this whole thing where he's like, oh man, like... I, I don't want to get addicted. It's not habit forming. <laughs> well, that's probably pretty expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. You don't want no part of this, we, cut? I don't want no hangover. It doesn't give you hangovers.
3: <laughs> sounds like I do want a part of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it goes from that, and um, it gets kind of hard. I think the next one is cocaine.
2: Cocaine. I think the last one was uppers and downers.
0: So Pills, they only do yeah. three? Mm-hmm.
5: Doesn't he do, like, PCP or something? PCP or at one point. Until yeah. adult. Angel and as Steve, the intern's
0: pointing out, they also did Viagra at the very end. So that <laughs> was, Viagra would have been the last one. Mm-hmm. He pointed to his
4: penis and whispered <laughs> Viagra. So he goes, Viagra! Huh. <laughs> <laughs> if it lasts for more than four hours, you just need more ladies. You just need more. <laughs> which I think is a reference to Tim Meadows' poor movie
0: Ladies Man from the 90s. <laughs> and that's all kind of wrapped up when Dewey Cox makes good with his band members at the end because... Tim Meadows had been complaining that he had never paid for any of the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and so he brings them a huge bag of green leaves, and it looks like they're happy again. And uh, we didn't even mention, but Chris Parnell plays like kind of the band member that's like always got his back no matter what. And
5: then who's the actor who plays the fourth? He's that's in a Mitch lot Hurwitz. of stuff, man. That's Mitch Hurwitz. Mitch
2: He's Hurwitz. Uh, the guy that made uh, Arrested, Development. Arrested Development. That's yeah. him? Yeah. Genius. I had no idea that was him. I just thought he was always kind of like a sideline actor. Good for him. Take it easy, man. Oh, I just never knew that was him. That's awesome.
4: <laughs> he's not suck us dick too hard. He's not a friend of the show or anything.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> not. not a friend of the
3: friend
0: show. The show. <laughs> a lot of people that listen to our pod
5: probably watch the rest of
0: the We can move on to Yes or no. Friend of the show, though. Uh, Mikey, you want to start us off? and we'll go, we'll go around with Pappy being last.
5: Uh, yeah, I think this movie is uh, pretty cool in the fact that it covers... I mean, it parodies a lot of different uh, musicians, I think uh, that's pretty cool to see throughout the different decades that Dewey Cox is like kind of parodying, uh, parodying uh, all these different musical, famous musical artists, so I think it's pretty funny. Uh, I would say yeah. I don't think it's John C. Riley's best performance. I think he's better in Step Brothers, honestly. I, you guys said he wasn't. As good in Step Brothers, but I think that's his better movie. But also, I don't know too many movies that John C. Riley is a leading man of, so. But I say yes.
2: um I give this movie a definite yes. Uh, I think it's a very self aware movie. I think it's a great parody movie. And I also think the music in this movie is fantastic. They actually took some time and put some energy into it, as Josh said. I think this is probably John C. Riley's best movie by far. I mean, especially because he's a leading man. And he actually carries the movie pretty well. Yeah, definitely yes for me. Uh, and I think this will be a cult classic in about twenty to thirty years, just below *Spinal Tap*.
4: Uh, yeah. So I remember seeing the like previews and the trailers for this uh, in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and thinking it looked really stupid. And I haven't watched it till literally this morning. It's, it's clever, and then it has it, it has a lot of callbacks and a lot of callbacks that I I know I don't understand. So it's a smart movie, but it's also not too smart to where like, a lot of the lyrics are very on the nose, and so, like, <laughs> if you're just listening to it, like, I was just laughing at the lyrics of the songs for a lot of the, a lot of the movie. Um, so it's a yes for me. I, I was entertained throughout, and I would also agree with Stevie. I think this is John C. Reilly's best performance. I'd, you don't see him a lot as a leading man, but this is really, really good. Uh, I, I think this movie has, like, it can go
0: down. It, it can be just plain stupid. It can be, like, toilet humor, almost like a South Park. It can get, just get really shitty, humor, stupid, but then it also kind of has a smarter side to it and I like, mov- I like movies and shows that can kind of like show that whole spectrum and do it well and maybe besides for the can't smell bit I think is pretty strong all the way through I think this movie could have used a little bit more full frontal but uh, overall still give this movie a yes and if I were to cast someone for that I'd probably cast Viggo Mortensen to be in this movie for the full hang final. more dong,
2: hang way more dong.
0: He's really good at it. Okay,
3: <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be a, a yes for me too to preserve movie. Uh, I was really sad that I didn't see this when it first came out. It's one of my favorite comedies. Hard yes, good choice, Josh.
0: How hard is the yes? Mm,
2: yes, puppy. Like, yes. like I
3: just woke up, <laughs> but I had been <laughs> drinking a lot the night before. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we get it, man. We, we get, get it. it, Pap. That, that was good. <laughs> like, morning
3: wood is the joke. Like,
2: <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. Put it on the record, Josh. I give this a yeah dog. A yeah dog? I give it a yeah dog. I give it a yeah dog, too.
3: Now's the part of the show where we go back around and see if it's a yes dog or no dog. Yes. <laughs>
0: Still just a yes. The reason I was even host today is because I won Jordan's trivia. His single question zebra... Much ridiculed in the thread.
3: The trivia. Worst <laughs> trivia question in the history of spoilers. I'm just gonna throw that out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I won Jordan's arguably shitty trivia, so I get to make the
2: trivia this Not week. Arguably shitty. It was just shitty.
0: No, it was pretty good. I liked Boom. it. I won. I won.
2: Dude, it was a no dog trivia. <laughs> if that trivia was a movie, it was a hell no
0: dog. Anyway, <laughs> the name of the trivia today is called Wrong kid died.
2: Ja, <laughs> oh, okay. I want to this sounds it. cheerful. This <laughs> okay, sounds like so
0: celebrities who die too young. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name a a pair of. I think they're mostly brothers, but there's a pair of siblings. We'll go around, and you all have to choose. We'll we'll change up what order we go in, but everyone chooses basically a team. So I'll give you the first one. This one's really easy. It's from the movie Dewey or Nick Cox. So Pappy, you go first. Who seems Nate Nate who is dead or who died first So that's I'll
3: thinking. say I'll say Nick Cox like you said Nick Nate Cox
0: Okay so Mikey then you choose Uh what do we Oh You're on You're on team Dewey or team Nate no It's Nate It's Nate I see all you have to do is say the name. Don't say your reasons because you can give it away to the next people. So you just want to be. So that's the person that died first. Strategic. Yeah. Strategic. All right, you guys are all in, but you have to say it, even if it's just making sure. Okay. So Mikey's up first on this one. We have River and Joaquin Phoenix. River. It's getting heavy. It's River, man. That was like th- twenty-five years ago. Riv, riv. Baby. A,
3: a river runs through it.
0: Keanu Reeves was there. Tell us more, man. Dark, dark <laughs> stuff, what, amigo. What's
1: there?
0: <laughs> this is the first joke that uh, producer Stevie has laughed at on the side of the set all day about <laughs> death. Anyway.
2: Don't uh, say producer Stevie, it's
0: producer Steve. Producer Steve. Okay, so the next one. Stevie, we'll start with you. Sad now, what is it? John or Robert Kennedy? These get progressively harder. They're, we're a little bit in the easy stage.
4: Who died first? We have to say who died first. Who died
2: first? Let's go with my favorite Catholic JFK. Johnny.
3: What did Jordan say? Johnny. I'll say Dan.
0: John. <laughs> What'd you say, Pat? John. All right, next. Juan George F F-A Kennedy. This would be Jesse and Frank James. Frank? You're saying who died first? Pappy? I
3: mean, they're just both such icons. Frank James, uh, Jesse James. I'm
0: Frank James, bitch. That's... N- what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll say... I'll say Jesse. I'll
0: say Jesse. I'll say Frankito. Guys, James was... Jesse James was famously assassinated when he was a young man. Jesse died first. Cool. Which leaves just Pappy and Mikey. I want more 80s in
2: this podcast yeah. anyway.
0: Dun, dun, dun. This one is Pappy first. Edwin or John Wilkes Booth. Famous actors from the 19th century... Je- that's all they know.
3: Famous, for. famous thespians. Uh, <laughs> I'll say,
5: John Wilkes. Mm, I'll say the same. I know John Wilkes had a tough time right after his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right after his, uh, after yeah. the closing curtain on. He his went out with a bang, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> broken ankle immediately
2: after <laughs> jumping <laughs> down. Is this still
5: too soon for you, Stevie. <laughs>
2: No, but there's a hilarious story behind that whole night. I'll get into it after the pod. You guys are correct. John will spoof. They're gonna get a little bit
0: harder now, just a little bit harder. This one is from. These are fictional brothers from the show OC, Ryan and Trey Atwood.
2: B- both friends this? of the
4: show. Both friends
2: of
5: the friends show. Friends of the pod. Uh, this is Mikey first.
2: <laughs> this this.
5: Oh. Uh, I know nothing about this. I'll say Ryan.
3: I'll say the other guy.
5: Who's the other guy?
3: You tell me, Trey,
0: <laughs> Ryan or Trey? Trey. Can I? Right, and Steve wants
2: to go on a rant before I announce that Pappy wins. Woo
0: hoo! I,
1: I, I was like,
2: I watched the OC from like start to finish. The episode where Trey died made Emojin Heap very famous for that "Um, what you say?" song. Mm, what you say? Yeah, and then they. I was it. there for that open yeah, premiere episode. The SNL skit about it. That's where famous. it came from. Yeah, AOC.
0: Pappy, you win. Stevie, do you want to read us? Since you lost in the most excruciating fashion, would you mind reading this out?
2: I know, I really wish I could have the OC on my side. The first thing is, is
0: people should uh, look us up on um, iTunes and rate us, give us some stars. One or two or three or four
2: or five stars. It's out of five, right? They should definitely give us five stars. That'd be best. We have an email you can email us at. It's uh, podcastspoilers at gmail.com. We're also on the Twitter machine. Spoilers underscore pod. I believe our Instagram is of the same name. Is that correct? You see what happens when the monkeys run the circus. <laughs> what does <Whoa>. that
4: mean? <laughs> Easy. Jordan, let's go. You have them lined up. Instagram at podcast spoilers. There we go. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our also,
2: the flag. person who's playing our intro, our beautiful intro, and now the outro is Josh Hensley of the Rutabaga. Check them out. I, I we, thought Jesse we, James was a trick what question. What was Young Guns on that list? Yeah. I knew we had to get Young Guns first. <laughs> Regulators! I, was, I had this whole,
0: whole side thing. We, were we, we didn't going even to talk go. about bags, really. Yeah, oh. we didn't get to- we didn't get talk about bags now. Hanging Dong. Ah. No, we did talk plenty about Hanging dogs.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Dong. I think Bert hung
0: Dong. you not enough. You
5: never talk enough <laughs> about Hanging Dong. People are getting up to go pee.
0: Pappy, what movie are you choosing?
5: <laughs> uh... Robocop. Yay. All right!
0: Yay. Can't <laughs> wait. This is spoilers. Isn't that a pretty long runtime? I chose Walk Hard. It's one thirty-six runtime. Ooh! You should have liked that.
3: Pathway. Walk Hard was like two hours long. No, it was 1.30, 130. Yeah, it
0: was pretty short.
3: Nope. I don't know. Are we still recording?
0: That was spoilers. Folks used to say to me, "Slow down, Dewey. Don't walk so hard." And I used to tell them. Life's a race, and I'm in it to win it. And I walk as damn hard as I please. How do I walk, boys? Well,
4: you did choose Time Bandits. That was Pap. I know who it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lauren tried to get through Time Bandits, and so she goes, I'm going to bed. This is
1: awful. <laughs> First movie I've ever seen.